on this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. Mike McCarthy is fired. Casey has a little bit to say about it. We also talk about the Bears' loss to the Giants. Badgers are going to a bowl game. Championship week happened. Review that. College football playoffs as well. ACC Big Ten Challenge. How the Badgers basketball did this past week and a look towards the future. And much, much more. Great show ahead. All right, let's start the show. All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is your co-host, Marlo, joined by Casey. And Casey, how are we doing today? Oh, Marlo, you know, I would love to come on to this podcast and just be a ray of enthusiasm and sunshine for our, our listeners. But once again, uh, I am not. I am not. How are you, Marlo? You know what? I'm somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Not too high, not too low, uh, but ready to go. But as consummate professionals, we will provide 45 minutes to an hour of entertainment <laughs> for, our, for our listeners, I hope. Uh, so, Marla, today uh, we, did some, we did some holiday preparation uh, okay. here in, in, in our household, in the right. professional Badger fan household. Uh, we put up some, some lights outside. It was above freezing again so we went outside although it was rainy uh we hung some lights outside uh we made a uh gingerbread house oh. which was which was pretty nice uh the tree up trees up we put the tree up uh the weekend of thanksgiving so that was okay. that was already up but uh gingerbread was the new thing today and not the most beautiful gingerbread house you've ever seen but nonetheless it is made and i made i got to decorate one of the uh gingerbread men that came with a little pre you know, made gingerbread man, and I made him a sad Packer gingerbread man. <laughs> Gave him <laughs> green and gold uh, gumdrop buttons mm. and a frowny face. And I set him <laughs> up in the back of the house and put a couple little of the uh, chocolate beads uh, to make it look like he was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <back>. <laughs> Contemplating uh, the lost season uh, and the uh, uh, future of the Green Bay Packers, as it was. Yeah. Um, so when were you making the gingerbread? During, it, before, after the game? It was after the game. Um, okay. Actually, to show you how, I guess, disinvested I was as a Packer fan during the game, I went grocery shopping at halftime. <laughs> I was was at halftime. I think it was after uh, the Cardinals went up 17-10. to 10. I was like, I need to get out of the house. This is not... I'm so frustrated uh that said i knew that the game would be on at the grocery store they have tvs and i knew i could watch it <laughs> so it didn't really uh get me away from it um i gotta see if i can send you a pic of of the the sad gingerbread man uh, maybe we can put it up on our website 132breeze.com um and our fans can can see that that would be fun yeah. um anyway uh it was it was after the game, but before I knew that Mike McCarthy was actually fired. Um, I thought that this game kind of cemented that he would. Uh, it, it's more or less an embarrassing loss. There's no, I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat it. Uh, facing a two and nine uh, Arizona Cardinals team coming in to into Green Bay, Rogers being sixteen and one. I throw out some stats I saw during the game: sixteen and one at home in December. Um, 
Yeah, and it's a rookie quarterback who had rookie quarterback like, never played in weather less than seventy degrees or something silly. Yeah, thirteen and a half point favorites, and to lose uh, by three is just embarrassing loss. Now, granted, it was on a missed field goal. It's it's a bad loss. Um, so let's. So, so I thought that that kind of sealed McCarthy being fired, and I guess the surprise for me. And what it seems like a lot of the the TV pundits, I've caught a little bit of the post game uh, after that, was that McCarthy was fired with four games to go, mm-hmm. and it's a I admit it's a very unpacker way to do things. The Packers kind of uh, appreciate consistency; they've kind of done that, you know, throughout throughout the recent McCarthy being there, whatever thir- twelve, thirteen years, whatever it is now. Um, so it was a bit of a surprise to see him go with four games to go, but it. With today's loss, it seemed like a foregone conclusion, and I don't know how you like. What's a better situation that everyone knows he's going to get fired and he coaches out the last four games, or that you let him go now and whatever show quote unquote disrespect to him? Um, but I I would argue it's more respectful to let him go if you're going to fire him anyway. What's this lame duck period going to do? What's it going to accomplish? Who's you know pride are you saving in allowing this situation to continue? Um, yeah, and you just go through every day and every press conference that they go through every day is asking about yeah. the job. Asking Players about the are job. Asked about it. Yeah. Yep. Rodgers gets asked about it. He has to give his same non committal answer. And I'll, I guess I'll probably go into that in a little bit in a moment. Uh, but the I mean, we have an, a new GM, right? McCarthy yep. wasn't his guy. And uh, the new GM seems like he's a little bit quicker to cut bait with, um, you know, people who aren't performing up to the standard that he expects. I mean, we saw Montgomery traded midseason. That was, again, kind of a coaching slash uh, personnel issue, but that was resolved quickly. Mike McCarthy, the writings on the wall, resolved quickly. So it might be a new way uh, that I guess the Packers are doing difference if you don't perform up the expectations or the situation is untenable. Um, you're you're going to be moved on. Um, but I just, to take a step back, Marlo, if I may, Okay, stepping back. It's agonizing how different this season could have gone. Mason Crosby essentially cost us three games. <laughs> Missed the game time field goal today. And I know I don't know what would have happened in overtime, but I would have taken my odds in overtime. He missed the game winner against Minnesota, so maybe not three games, two and a half games since that was a tie. He missed the game winner against Minnesota uh, that would have won it in regulation. Um, and four field goals against Detroit, a game we lost by, I think, less than 12 points. <laughs> I don't remember the exact <laughs> score, but less than 12 points. Um, and then there's the game outside of Mason Crosby. There's a game against the Rams where Montgomery ran the ball out of the end zone, and we talked about it a moment ago. He's traded, and he's on the Ravens now, I think. Um, are all of these the coach's fault? Not necessarily. But all of these, all of the games, all of these individual games coming down to these razor, razor-thin margins where they can be lost by a missed field goal or four uh, or a catastrophic decision and fumble. Um, I think that might be. Uh, either way, I think if you ask Packer fans at large, um, they would say it was time to move on. I think the general sense was we are being outcoached in uh, 2018. Um, and everyone's saying that Rodgers kind of forced him out. or They didn't get along, whatever, which might be true that they. it seemed like their relationship um, had soured. And they've been together... Uh, Rogers' whole career, McCarthy, as I said, they're been there 12 or 13 years. It felt like something needed to happen. The Packer fan base was ready for to move on. 
Um, we'll see what happens uh, as far as who replaces him. Uh, but I don't think McCarthy could have remained the Packers head coach going forward, especially after this season going four, seven, and one. It's just extremely disappointing. And I think it's time to, to turn the leaf. Now we have interim coach Joe Philbin. That's not very encouraging. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, the season is essentially over. I mean, I don't see a path to the playoffs now. Uh, I think we had to essentially win out to even have a chance. Uh, and we didn't. So that was my long rant on it. Yeah. I don't. Um, I think. I guess I'm taking it better than I thought I would because last week was the must-win game against the Vikings on Sunday night. That was the one that you needed to win to make the playoffs, and they looked so lackluster in that. I've kind of yeah. was over it. I had a week to get over it, and thank God yeah. we didn't have to talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, and even 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 Rogers looked like he was done. Didn't yeah. didn't have his you know his little yeah. upbeat. I'm, we're going to make this happen. He was just kind of like, yeah, we got to win out, and we'll see. And I would say that I think a lot of this, it, a lot of a lot of this is because Aaron Rodgers hasn't been playing like the one of the best quarterbacks of all time this year. Um, he has missed a lot of open receivers. Today he struggled against a defense that uh, I think last week gave, allowed uh, the first 25 of 25 passes to be completed. <laughs> so it's not like we were going against a, a great passing defense and he still seemed to struggle to uh, complete passes today. And you can say that's McCarthy's offense um, all you want, but at some point... It, it's Rogers' fault, and I, I don't mean to act like I'm being especially critical of Rogers because I think he's been criticized quite a bit for for the performance this year. I just mean to kind of split some. There's a lot to be concerned about, I guess, is where is where I'm at. And firing McCarthy and bringing in somebody new might not solve all of that. So it's not a fun time in in, in Packerland, as with, uh, exampled by my sad Packer gingerbread man. Yeah, I would feel bad for you, but you still have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So who, who I, shaved? I he shaved. He showed up for business today. Shaved, <laughs> and it didn't. It didn't come through. It was know. down to that awful mustache, like with the, the full the full beard and everything. That was okay. But when he's just rocking the awful mustache, I guess he. I guess he does no shave November, huh? Is that what it is? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do right. you have any? Do you have any replacements in mind for McCarthy that you would like to see as a fan? Uh. I'd like to see an offensive coach. I'd like to see a new coach. Um, you know, s- some of the names that I've seen tossed around that I like. I mean, who knows how realistic these are? Uh, Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. he can't coach defense, but he can apparently run an offense. Um, the Ch- I can forget his name. The Chiefs' offensive coordinator would be an interesting one because uh, I think they do a lot of a lot of creative things there. Oh, like so just trying to blueprint after the Bears, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe get, you know you want to get that Andy Reid coaching tree when you can. Yeah, uh, those are the, the two that jump to mind. Um, just because I think with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, uh, you need. I don't think you. So the, this is another uh, point. I, I guess I chose not to get into before, but well, now um, <laughs> there's a lot of talk about how I, I mentioned this. Rodgers kind of didn't support Mike McCarthy and what kind of coach would want to come in when it's Aaron Rodgers' team. I mean, I think you take that, right? You take <laughs> yeah. being Aaron Rodgers' coach. But I don't think it's that you need to come in and, like, this is my team now, I'm the coach, per se. I think you just have to have a coach that Aaron Rodgers... And I think I said this last week. You have to have a coach that Aaron Rodgers 
believes in. You have to have a coach that Aaron Rodgers like gets what he's doing and appreciates the offense that he's running. And I don't think for a good offensive coach, that's a lot to ask. You just need to get Rodgers buying, essentially, is what I'm saying. And when I think of who would replace McCarthy, I think you need somebody who would get Rodgers buying. So I don't think you can go with a defensive coach because of that. So you need to go with an offensive coach. And those are the two that kind of jump out to me and um, would kind of fit that younger can coach for quite a few years here um, in, in Green Bay. Yeah, a couple of that were thrown out that I've seen thrown out. Um, I'm not going like to get your opinion on them. I'm not gonna like uh, one is Josh McDaniels. Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Bring you back. Bring you. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, guess wow. I would like that. I would like that. I, I'm going to like that more than the other two that you say. Okay. Oh, I only have or one more. Oh, okay. I got one more. Maybe uh, I'll like this one too. Okay. Brett Bilma. God, I would throw up immediately <laughs> i saw that he was uh I, I read an article where he was suggested as being a nfl code coach and i couldn't i could not believe that that was the case <laughs> that any he's like what is, what is he even doing in new england i don't know he's it's a special he's the special assistant to, to the head coach i would whatever that means i would throw up if brett bielema was was hired uh i think i would put josh mcdaniels in there with a, a, a an offensive coach who i think uh could work with rogers i would i would think that's a good i have a little bit oh you know a, a little bit of concern there right because of his uh previous stint in the way that the indianapolis thing fell through um i'd have a little bit of concern there but obviously i, th- I think that'd be a good choice so those are my three right. i don't know all right all right, are you good? Yeah, you feel I, better. I'm, feel like, let, I'm gonna take a break. Let you talk let a little bit. There. <laughs> just let just take. I, have a smoke quick. Yeah, when we well, when we initially said I'm like I don't really want to talk about it too much, and then I started writing about it or writing in my notes. You know what I was gonna say, and it got really long, and now it's even longer that I've said it out loud. So, <laughs> all right, I'll let you talk about the bears for a little bit. How about that? And I'll try not to chime in as much. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, bears. Uh, frustra- frustrating day as well. You know, going into a game playing a, a three and whatever team with Eli at the helm, you got OBJ, uh, just talking about stupid stuff. Nothing's going right in New York. You walk in, you say you got this. Then you realize Mitch isn't playing. That's okay. It's yeah. still the Giants. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Daniels did okay last time. Um, and then the second play of the game is a pick freaking six. Yeah, and that's when uh, you know that's when that's when you know you're you're kind of in trouble. Um, so started off uphill, down 07 on a pick six. A lot of flashbacks from other days that we won't talk about. Uh, but you know, from there it was a decent, decent effort, decent, decent comeback by the uh, well by the defense doing a good job. And then the last the last two possessions with like less than two minutes left or less than five minutes left for the offense was pretty amazing going down getting that field goal getting the onside kick getting a touchdown with no time remaining to force it to overtime was pretty exciting and then you realize you got chase as your quarterback and overtime so don't get the ball they get a field goal i think we fumbled it three times three times got it back recovered all of them recovered all of them three times on the overtime possession that we had and finally ended up with get you know incomplete pass on fourth down that ended the game. Kind of hurts to lose to the Giants, 
But, you know, the NFC North went 0 for 4 today. Yeah. So that kind of made me feel better. Um, it's playing with the backup quarterback kind of makes me feel better. Hopefully Mitch is coming back. They're saying they're optimistic for, for next week for him to start, and hopefully he can actually throw the ball. I think, you know, these these two games has made us see that, oh, yeah, we actually do miss him as a quarterback. Yeah, my only, you know, my reason, the reason, reason for pause, with all that said, um, we still lost the game against a non-playoff team, a below 500 team, a team mm-hmm. that's also out of sort. I also forgot to say that Odell also with his terrible effort during the onside kick. I don't know if you saw that, Casey, did you? No, I didn't. Basically, I didn't. the ball the ball came right at him, and the, the Bears were flying down, and he saw someone coming, and he was like, nope, never mind, not getting on it. And that's how we I, recovered the ball. I saw that he said to not question his, his effort <laughs> and his desire to win. Um, yeah, no, not question your effort. I will question that you probably don't want to get hit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. With that said, I think the only thing reason uh, one thing that worries me is that our four losses, three of our four losses have come to teams that are below five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's no. I mean, this is downright worrisome. If I think you said before the season that might be not before the season, sometime in here that we might be in the Bears' eye in a position to. Win division, and then once we get to the playoffs, we'll be like the Rams, and just kind of not know where we are. And I got excited about that when you said it because it just means we're in the playoffs. <laughs> um, but I think kind of you know looking forward, as long as we don't you know kind of uh, just mess up these last four games, uh, you know we can see a path to the playoffs. Obviously, and I don't know if we're ready to make noise, but you know at least having a one win in the one win in the playoffs is better than none. So these 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 kind of thoughts are are creeping into my head now. Yeah, I think obviously the Bears still have have the path with uh, the Vikings losing uh, as well today. I don't you know, obviously don't have to worry about the Packers or the Lions anymore. Um, and I guess I would agree with your concerns. Um, I think if I had to say what your losses share in common is that the defense doesn't get a big turnover or a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, the game seems easy for the Bears when the defense is hitting on all cylinders and is scoring points, but when they're not, that's when. And, and granted, today was with a backup quarterback, but nonetheless, you're against Eli uh, Manning, who <laughs> is not all famer. Uh, yeah, well, yeah <laughs> not uh, not the most protective of the football, let's say. Yeah, um, and uh, did at least didn't create the type of the defense didn't create the type of impact that they usually need to win. Um, and I guess that would be my reason to worry, but that said, they've done it again. The defense has done it against better quarter, better ball protecting quarterbacks and better teams. So, uh, I just think it, regardless of who's in at quarterback, the defense is the one who needs to kind of set that tone. Um, it didn't feel like they did that today. So going Yeah, forward, no, especially against the offense that's been struggling down the stretch here. I think I mean Odell had a freaking passing touchdown for forty nine yeah. yards, um, you know, and a receiving touchdown. But yeah, I guess you're doing you know against an Eli Manning. Um, they did you know pretty okay with keeping uh, Saquon in check, um, yeah. you know, for the most part. But just the fact that you know giving up. The, I mean, the offense spotted them ten points with the interception and fumbling like on the eight yard line. Yeah. Uh, that you know, doesn't help, but at the same time, I think you're right. There was no game-changing play. There was, um, 
there was, you know, a little bit pressure on the quarterback, but none of the interception or fumbles, uh, you know, kind of taken to the house or given great field position to the to the offense. So just got to get back in the high. Defense needs to step up um, and, you know, keep moving these last four weeks here. Yeah, and, and watching the game, so I watched the Packers lose yeah. and, you know, Mason Crosby missed the field goal and then Fox switched over to the Bears game uh, just from the Milwaukee station just in time to – see the bears tie the game and I was, it went from like bad to worse <laughs> like, you gotta be kidding me come on and then obviously yeah. uh what transpired transpired but for like a minute there i was like this is the worst day uh all right marlo elsewhere around the nfl elsewhere yeah enough of our whining so let me whine some more about fantasy oh okay football. <laughs> oh more sorry back to our whining Back to our to continue our winding. Is that just a question? Is there anything worse than having a New England running back in fantasy football? I have no. Sony Michelle in our league, Marlowe, and I should have wrote the guy's name down, the fullback who scored two touchdowns today, because he uh, took two away from Sony Michelle, and it's the worst. It is the worst. Yeah, that I've I've given up on running backs because. You're you're gonna be mad either way most of the time unless you start them every week, which no one does. Yeah, it all depends on you're gonna have them. You're gonna you're just gonna be mad most of the time because you're either they're either gonna not do anything or they're gonna be on your bench and do everything. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, the worst. It's the yeah, worst. it's absolutely worse. Um, you know, this week some may say those who had uh, Kareem Hunt that might have been bad. Ooh. They were probably in a position to get a playoff spot, most mm. likely. And that I probably hurt. purposely did not put Kareem Hunt in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into details, but he's not uh, playing. He is he's not he playing is football. On the commissioner's list, not playing football. Yeah, not, not on a team football. either. Um, although that said, I did. <laughs> this is how wonderful our, our league is, and I'm sure uh, people who don't like fantasy football or not in our league don't want to hear about this 16 team league. It's ridiculous. Sort of Josh Allen today, twenty nine fantasy points. Josh Allen and could have had more on the last play. Look into that uh, last play on the Bills to see how I missed out on eight fantasy football points or more. I don't know. I didn't count it up. Uh, <laughs> all right, real football. Back to real football, Marlon. All, okay. right. all right, all right, all right. Houston, are they the best team in the NFL? Nine and zero. They in their last nine games are the hottest team in the NFL right now, going from zero and three. Going zero and three, and now in their last nine games, nine and zero. It's that's kind of it's a kind of crazy turnaround. I think I would yeah. I would put I would put it I put on Deshaun Watson like coming back actually coming back from injury, getting a couple yeah. games underneath him, and then you know saying that oh it actually feels right and let's go. But it has been pretty. It has been a pretty incredible run. Now, that's some people some people say the schedule has been kind of soft. That's yeah. fine, but as we just talked about, like winning nine games in a row in the NFL is still winning nine games in a row in the NFL. I think there's some good. Granted, I think there's some good wins there. I can't recall watching a play of Houston in their last <laughs> nine games, so that that might be on me. But uh, I don't know. Somebody has to win the South, I guess. It's it's all been yeah. pretty bad there. Um, I thought for sure when they were zero three, I thought Bill O'Brien was going to be fired. And, yep. you know, first coach fired in the year, but obviously has turned it around. And I don't know how the heck they are doing it because I'm not watching their games. Apparently, <laughs> uh, but I feel that happens every year to Bill O'Brien. First, like he's always on the hot seat during the season and then turns yeah. it around somehow or or so, or he like hurts his quarterback. So he has another chance. <laughs> he hurts his quarterback. So <laughs> when he knows it's when he knows the seat is getting a little too hot. Yeah. Yeah. Throw him under the bus. Yeah. Uh, all right, I think that's is that it for 
the pros, Marlo? Should we move on to our on-campus segment? Uh, one thing, Tom Br- oh. is reporting, Tom Brady oh. has surpassed 1,000 yep. yards in his career for rushing. Mm-hmm. I... I I, I think I think most of our listeners, because they listen so diligently, remember when we talked, we, we yeah, tried they to take, get the over-under? They, they take notes, document these things, yep. Right, exactly. Early this season, if he would get 8,000 yards rushing. Yeah, um, this Yeah, this season. I think I think we both took the over. So I think we're gooch. But yeah. congratulations, Tom Brady. I think it took him 500 and something uh, attempts to get the 1,000 yards in his career. He uh, he had a, I think it was a five-yard scramble today, and he got up and he was, like, amazed at what just happened. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this got up. How did this happen? I can't believe this. Uh, and it was for a first down. It was relatively impactful in the game, but it was, it was pretty funny. So congratulations, Tom Brady. I'm sure that will be... A 1,000 yards in the career, the first thing. On yeah, it's... Plackin... That's Canton? pretty much a Canton, highlight. Right? That's that 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 yeah that got him over the top. Tam Brady's now <laughs> yeah, the now, <laughs> Yeah, now <laughs> now he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, on to the campus. Uh, Badgers football, Marlo. Badgers football. We well, let have... me tell you about Badgers football for a yeah, second. Please, before, tell me. before we get into this, as uh, you know, because it's Championship Saturday, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, I'm watching games, and I got my, you know, got a little Marlo, a little two year old, yeah, who is looking at the screen, realizes there's football, looks at me, and goes, "Where's Bucky?" <laughs> so <laughs> I have to explain to my two year old how yeah. there is no Bucky on the team on the TV this Saturday because yeah. they don't deserve to be, and they're not good, and they're just gone away for hibernation because they got beat by a, a freaking golfer. Um, yeah. So that was the extent. That wow. was that was my deep like sit down conversation with my toddler on Saturday. Yeah, I'm sure he had like was like I'm gonna go to my room process this, <laughs> come back and 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 let you know if I have any follow up questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I guess it's been what three months without with Bucky on Saturday, and and we yeah. didn't have it. We didn't have it uh, now, and we won't have it again this year on Saturday because we play on a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Bowl bowl season is upon us. Well, for us, anyways. Where are we going? To New York. New York. New York. New York. New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Yeah. <sighs> Woo! Excited? You know, <laughs> I guess in a word, no. <laughs> I... I'm not. I'm not. Uh, but I wasn't. There was no. There wasn't a scenario in which I was going to be excited. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. This is. It's played at Yankee Stadium, right? Yep. Okay. Well, I can go. I can cross being at Yankee Stadium off my list of things I've done in my life and watch a bowl game. Uh, it's gonna be cold. I'm. I, I guess I'm a little disappointed that it's in New York. I'd rather go to you know a warm option. That'd be, that'd be my preference. Yeah, um, absolutely. If you want to talk about the matchup, uh, we are again facing Miami. Full circle. Uh, yeah. Uh, obviously, we won last year in the Orange Bowl, a much more significant bowl than the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Two top, those ten, you who are new two to top ten teams duking it out. Yeah. Last both year. entered. Yep. Last year, both <laughs> entered the season this year as uh, top ten teams. Badgers were ranked fourth. I think Miami was ranked seventh. Uh, quickly fell out of those rankings. 
uh, and both ended up with seven and five records. So it's it's the the disappointment bowl, I would say. Ah, it, that's it, good. Yeah. It is not bowl. We call, shall we call it the redemption bowl? Re, no, it's not going to redeem this. No, it's yeah, not it's redemption. Disappointment. Disappointment, Disma- bowl. disappointment bowl. Um, I mean, both teams didn't expect to be here. Uh, yet here we are in a rematch. Um, God, I still like our chances. This sucks. I hate yeah, this. I know, right? I, oh, still, I, still I still look at this team and I go, God, it's just one more game. They well, yeah, I mean, they're playing Miami, so that means Miami Horny Brooks coming out December 27th. Yeah, there you go. He's yeah. going to be slinging around the field. We're going to have, uh, you know, Coach Chris. We're going to have that Bridget meme Brooks popping off for about a month, for the rest of the month now. Torn over chain my ass. Love it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's pro- I hope it snows. I hope it's uh, all the pageantry of New York has has to offer. Yeah, great. <laughs> right after Christmas. I mean, so. I'm going to talk myself into it, and it's going to be it's going to be fun. But God, it four four fifteen on a Wednesday. Get excited. Where, oh, I thought it was Thursday. Wherever it does oh, whatever. Wherever <laughs> what it, someday. <laughs> that's not New Year's Day. How about that? Yeah. All right. So congratulations, Badgers. Bull eligible. Confirmed for a bull. Face of Miami. Um, disappointment bowl. I, I still I like our chances. Um, all right. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Moving indoor. Uh, basketball. Badgers basketball. Big week, Marlo. Two wins yeah. over previously undefeated teams. Yeah. Man. Win o- er- earlier in the week, win against NC State. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the score in front of me, but they won. Take uh, take my word for it. And I think the narrative out of that was Brad Davison. 75 79. 75 79. Uh, the narrative, Marlo, Brad Davison, a nope. plague on basketball. Oh, <laughs> an absolute plague. So the montages of Davison yeah. taking five charges, which it really was four charges. I'd say two and a half. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get there. But the montages of the five called charges. Yeah. Went around, took its took its laps around the uh, the old internet there, and there's a lot of takes on it. Even yep. made even made it to the the desk of Bahani Jones. Yeah, he was um, not a fan. <laughs> he was not a fan uh, of the five takes. So I love this because this uh, Davidson always finds a way to find his way like around the the Badger narrative, right? Yeah. You know this this is going to be something that is talked about pretty much every game from here on out. There's going to be a game where he fouls out because he does get f- five uh, blocking calls instead of chargings. Mm. Um, that's going to happen. I'm predicting it. But yeah, I just this is going to be the narrative that he this is the guy who takes blocks. He's gritty, um, and he's going to be in position. So don't you know you can't you can't go there. So I had a I had a really old man college ba- college basketball take on that. You know yep. everybody's out here complaining about you know uh, the, the charges and how. You, ridiculous it is blah 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 it's like i'm sorry we play college basketball where we call the fouls <laughs> we play by the rules we call traveling and carrying the ball like there are actually rules here yep. not in the nba and i mean as a bucks fan front and center Giannis says whatever the hell he wants out there he's mm-hmm. at the he goes from the three-point line to the rim and doesn't dribble he's triple <laughs> pivot footing i mean he demand the, he's shoving people out of the way does whatever he wants that's the nba that's fine College basketball has rules. We abide by them. Davison is taking advantage of them and doing the right thing. I mean, oh, I just I got all riled up about it. People coming at Davison. Uh 
he was great. He was great in the game. He he, and I think we saw this also in Iowa, which we'll talk about in a little bit. He finds way even while not scoring to affect the game. Yep. Um, and obviously taking charges is part of that, but just generally playing defense and and being a facilitator on offense. Um, he's he's such a he's very much a Wisconsin player, and I think he's kind of his lit. I don't want to say legacy. That's weird to say. Uh, but he's going to be an an Aaron Kraft type Big Ten player, right? Ooh, he's like, yeah. He's Everyone's going to hate him. Of the team, every yep. other team hates him. The yep. team he plays for just loves him, and yep. that's that's what he's destined for. Going to be around for like eight years. Yep. He's a little. Yep. I think he's a little bit better offensively than Aaron Kraft was. Uh, um, but. I mean, that's, I guess that's saying a lot because Aaron Kraft was a great player, but <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, terrible player. I hated his guts. Uh, oh, absolutely. Anyway, uh, other in NC State, uh, Badgers continue to shoot well. Uh, specifically, Trice he went four for five from three. Liam Ford adding four of his own uh, that helped the Badgers win there. Um, I guess we'll Trice talk a little- is Trice has been such a difference maker. Yeah, we could talk about, how sure. but like Trice, I wasn't. I was, you know, the, I hope. I mean, I hope this keeps up. It's, you know, it's becoming a bigger sample size. So, mm-hmm. you know, that Trice is just he's just because he's just a different animal out there, and he's really, it's just really opening up for everybody else. Oh, definitely. Uh, I think Trice specifically. Uh, I guess he's the main reason, but a team, the team as a whole, is shooting much better from outside yep. and really opening things up. Um. Obviously, yeah. I think he's shooting around like fifty percent on this season. I mean, he's been great. Uh, let's move on to Iowa. Marlow uh, played Friday night. Uh, during this game, I was told that I was yelling at the TV a lot. I don't. <laughs> you, I, you. I thought TV? I thought I was muttering under my breath, but apparently it was much much louder than that. Uh, but the Badgers did pull it out, winning seventy two to sixty six. Uh. I, I feel like I forget this every time we play Iowa and then the yeah. game happens. I really like beating Fran McCaffrey. Oh, gosh, like, I yes. I thoroughly enjoy it. I would oh, say absolutely. he's got to be... All right, let's rank him off the top of our head, Marlo. Top, yep. okay. top, top three most beatable... Like, enjoy most beating. fun to beat. Number one, Tom Crean. I know he's not in I know he's not in the Big Ten anymore. But yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I, I, get it. I get it. But we had a, you had him with... Marquette and and yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, Indiana. Yeah. So, so he's he's yeah. been, it's been around a, a while. Yeah. Still still there. Uh, <laughs> so let, you know, let's exclude him. Uh, but I just wanted to say that because he was fun to beat. Yep. Probably time is with his whiny face oh, yeah, when he absolutely. when he loses. So great. Uh, is it then Fran McCaffrey and C number two, or am I missing uh, another coach that's more fun to beat? <laughs> <laughs> Who else are you going for the beat? You got. Uh, I mean, new coaches at Ohio State and Indiana, relatively yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Patino hasn't done much at Minnesota, enough to really concern it. Beeline, I actually like <laughs> Beeline at Michigan. I actually like him, so like I don't, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess he's number two. God, it was fun. It was fun. He's complaining. Yeah. He's complaining about every call as his as I was, but for different reasons. And I know this is a homer take, Marlon, and I probably say it every game, but mm-hmm. my God, the refs were awful. <laughs> <laughs> the fouls were like I went. I think it was twenty four to twelve or thirteen or something that like that before Iowa started fouling to try and extend the game. Uh, Hap falls out, which maybe the first Crap. time that that has happened. I feel yeah. like Ford and Reavers had as many fouls as they had minutes. It was ridiculous. Um, 
which led to the the muttering slash yelling at at, at the TV. Um, but I think as I as I tweeted out, the Badgers held on, beat Iowa and the rest to win on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a really uh, gutsy clutch performance down the stretch to to pull that game out. Yeah, absolutely. I think they have heard my cries about not being able to finish out games. Very mm-hmm. strong. Um, they obviously finished this one out. They had to actually, you know, come back. I think the biggest deficit, they were down seven late in the yeah. game. Um, so, yeah, they were able to come back, do that. Kind of scary there with free throws. We need to work on that, yep. boys. So let's Ugh. let's get after that uh, in practice. But besides that, you know, on the road, Big Ten win. You can't yeah. say bad to that. And I and then Iowa looking like they are. That was just a good, good win. And I, I, I don't know what it is about that, like, stadium that – or just Iowa City in general, but mm-hmm. I just the place I don't like it. I just love winning there. I love it when they walk away to win. It just feels yeah. good because they just feels like it feels like Iowa City's more disappointed than a lot of other cities <laughs> uh, when we win there. So it just it just feels it feels really good. So nice. congrats to that. Yeah, good, um, good win. Yeah. Big uh, Trice with a huge three pointer uh, towards the end towards the end of the game there off the screen that was uh, more or less buried. It didn't. Yeah. I mean, other plays had to happen, but it, that felt like the winning shot and, and a great shot by him. Yeah, absolutely. And can we talk about Bohanna? Why does yeah. this, why did why is this? First of all, it seems like he wants to gash us every time. But did yeah. we not? Did he not get an offer from Wisconsin? He did not. He did not he get didn't. recruited by okay. Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, then I guess it's deserved. It's yeah. really deserved. He had so, he had that he had that big three to tie to tie it. Uh, yeah. Or no, it was to bring it closer because we went up. Yeah, it was right after. It was right after they hit a three, and they only took like two seconds off, and he yep. hit that three to make it like yeah. a two point game again. Yeah, so. but he came out early, and like mm-hmm. he wanted to shoot Wisconsin yep. out of the gym. He did not. He missed a lot early on, and allowed Wisconsin to stay in the game in the first half, half as they struggled with foul trouble. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of appreciated him trying to shoot us out of the gym because he shot. I feel like he shot himself out. He. I think he finished <laughs> like three for eight or two for seven. Three. Uh, three for twelve overall. Three for twelve. Yeah, three for maybe behind I think the he line. Only made three, yeah three pointer. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yep. All right. so yeah, he didn't get an offer. So the only Bohannon brother not to get recruited by Wisconsin. That seems strange. Anyways, yeah. All right, yeah. Just thought I'd comment on that quick. All right, excellent. Uh, Wisconsin uh, against Rutgers and at Marquette uh, this week. Uh, the at Marquette game uh, is going to be a good one. Marquette had a big win over 12th ranked Kansas State uh, over the weekend. Uh, they beat Louisville earlier. Uh, that was last week, I guess. But uh, Marquette looks like a good team this year, and it will be a, I, I think, a po- an opportunity for Wisconsin to have another significant win uh, in the non-conference schedule uh, to add to the the few that they've already had. So it. Should be a good one. Should be a good one on Saturday. I'm going to be tuning in. I, Marlo, I, I think I mentioned this to you. I tried to look up tickets a little out of my price range, so <laughs> we won't. I won't be in person. Yeah, I was going to say, should we go? But, uh, I'm going to check out the Pfizer forum, but yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe we can just be outside of it while the game's going on. Maybe kind of yeah, like we'll, we'll go to like Major Goolsby's or something down there and yeah, <laughs> just hang out and see if we can get some <laughs> free tickets or cheap tickets or something when yeah. the game starts. We'll see. All we'll right. See. Elsewhere on campus, Marlo, you ready for this? Ready for the rundown? All right, let's get to the rundown. All right, uh, men's hockey. Uh, they had two games against Penn State over the weekend. They lost in the shootout. Marlo, have you? S- I don't know if this is new. I, this might be outing myself as not that close of a men's hockey watcher. Uh, they went into overtime. They do an overtime period and they do a three on three period. 
Ooh, and so then a sh- uh, then a shootout. So they're I don't know if it's been like that, but that's the NHL adopted that a couple years yeah. ago. So yeah. the, I don't know how new it is in it, in college. It, I, nobody scored in the three on three period. It seemed very disjointed. Like neither team really knew how to play a three on three. And I, yeah. I obviously at this point everybody's just gassed, so they're all yep. subbing every thirty seconds. But it was weird. Uh, Penn State won in a shootout, uh, though. Badgers get a point out of that, however, uh, and then they won eight to five on Saturday. Now six, seven, and three on the season. They host Michigan State in uh, two games this next weekend. Women's hockey with another victory, continuing on as a number one ranked team. They win six to one over Syracuse this weekend. They are at Saint Cloud State, which Marlow is not a state. It, no, let me check. Saint Cloud. I'm googling. Certainly not a state. No, it's not a state. All right. Uh, volleyball, they are in the NSA tournament this time of year. Uh, the Lady Badgers have advanced to the Sweet 16. They defeated Green Bay and Pepperdine on their way. They take on San Diego State Friday at 1.30. That's on ESPN3, Marlo. So if you have a chance to watch that while at work. Friday at 1.30. Okay. 1.30. Put it on the calendar. Put a meeting, uh-huh. uh, meeting notice to yourself yeah. there to block meeting that notice. off. Uh, and if they win, they play at 3 o'clock uh, on ESPNU on Saturday uh, against the winner of Illinois and Marquette. Uh, Illinois, the favorite there. And in uh, less heard from swimming news, uh, <laughs> Beata Nelson uh, set the world record in the 100-meter back- backstroke, something like 49 seconds, something like that. Didn't write it down, but it was around there. So congratulations to her, Badger Swimming News. All right. All right. I think that'll do it for... On the Badgers campus, let's talk about some things that happened on other campuses, starting with the uh, previously alluded to conference championship games. Where yeah, should we start there, championship week. So we start. We'll start. We'll start a little closer to home with, with the Big Ten championship: Northwestern versus Ohio State. Yeah, pretty decent half a game. No, three fourths a game. Uh, I don't know. I I wouldn't even say that. Like no, easy, not even that. Third quarter was decent. Okay. <laughs> the, rest, the rest is awful. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, first quarter, but the highlight of the game was definitely Gus Johnson saying touchdown Wisconsin. So, th- that was awesome. Did you see that? No, he said the that. first uh the first Northwestern touchdown, that like 90 <sighs> yard or 80 yard run as he's running into your Gus Johnson whatever his face touchdown Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin. I mean Northwestern. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I didn't see that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So, we st- we were still in the Big Ten championship game in some yeah. way, shape, or form in nice. Gus Johnson's mind. So nice. We basically own Indy. Um, yeah, but besides that, Ohio State showed who was the better team. Yeah. And and yeah, the rest. I don't know if anyone gave Northwestern a shot, um, but I think Nor- or Ohio State was trying to make a point, trying to sneak into the playoffs. Um, yeah, yeah, just really just another Big Ten champs again. Yeah. Um... I obviously I was I was rooting for Northwestern as uh, any self-respecting uh, Badger fan should rooting against uh, Ohio State, uh, but Ohio State, as you said, was just was just the better team. It was a fool's errand through for Northwestern, and I think Ohio State went into this thinking they needed to make a statement win to win over uh, the college football voters, and I'd say they they did not do that uh, with Northwestern hanging around a lot longer and a lot closer than I think people expected them to. That said. Uh, Haskins had a heck of a game um, and set the Big Ten record for um, 
passing yards. Yep. Passing yards in the game. So uh, I'm trying to look up, get the exact number here. That's why I'm stalling. 499 yards. So Jesus. congratulations. Couldn't quite get to 100, though. Uh, 34 for 41, five touchdowns, one interception. Uh, he was great. And he, Northwestern did get it close for a little bit there in the third quarter. That's why I said that it was a good quarter of a game. Uh, but then Ohio State just showed that they were a, a, a superior team. And it just felt like that Haskins could find an open receiver on every play. And yeah. They were just kind of like, yeah, well, whatever. We're, we're going to be able to score when we want to. It's just, that's just how it felt. Like, yeah. even when it yeah, was close, sure. even when it was close, it was like, they were like, okay, cool. Like, we're just going to score when we want to. We just don't want to right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess that was disappointing. Uh, Ohio State, um, is Big Ten champions again? So again, I'm not even. I'd say congratulations, but I don't want to. So on the <laughs> SEC game, <laughs> SEC game, that was yep. a game a lot closer than people were expecting. A lot of, yeah. lot of, a little bit of drama. Well, no, actually, a lot of bit of drama in that game. A lot of bit. We uh, this is another rematch from the national championship game last year. We had a little change of roles because Tua got hurt. Yep. And yep. <laughs> then your boy had to come in and uh, yeah, came in and saved the day. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts came in in relief uh, to win the game. And honestly, this would be like a, a Disney movie storyline if it was in Alabama. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a, yeah. such a feel good. Yeah. This kid. Uh, but it's Alabama. So it doesn't it doesn't hit those chords for me personally. Um, I saw a lot of commentary, Marlo, and I, I'd like to get your opinion on this afterwards yep. about how this is why you st- so Jalen Hurts didn't oh, retreat, yeah. isn't going yeah. to transfer. I thought he was. I thought I, I was surprised that he was playing. I missed that he chose not to. I assumed he was. There's yeah. a lot of commentary that was like, "This is why you stick it out. This is what, um, that this was a good thing. He was rewarded for his decision." No. No. And. Uh, go. I, I guess. How do you feel about that? Because I no, that's crap. I think I knew Jalen was there to kind of back up. I knew Jalen was there, and I I thought they had a discussion of like they would, he would only come in and like in emergencies, and then I would right. constitute this as an emergency. Yeah. No. For sure. Um. But that being said, you know he basically had to burn this red shirt that he could have he could have transferred. Yep. You know after after he's done, I think that's I like. This crap. Okay, so he made the touchdown, right? If yep. Tua, I don't, I don't know if it came out if he's going to be coming back for the uh, for the playoff game, but if he's good to go in the playoff game, who do you think is playing? Right, it's probably me too. And like Jalen's going to sure. be on the bench, and his, you know, that yeah, he had that cool moment, but he also has a couple of national, t- isn't you know? So I don't know. I, I I always side with the player. I love that they have like the the four game rule now. Yeah, players oh, players yeah, can definitely great. Yeah, be able to do that, but like to say that this is why you stick around because of that. Okay, but how many times is that? How many times are you going to be in that position for that to happen? So right, no, I, I definitely agree. I think it was definitely with just moral luck that he had a chance to go in, and he played great, and he yeah. came back and he won the game. It was it was fantastic. Like I said, like movie worthy story uh, narrative, but like that luckily happened. Like there's a much greater chance that he just doesn't transfer, and then he's never plays again like that's right. a risk he took and it paid off for him but yeah. like, to say that this is like some sort of definitive like this is why you do it i think is would be a mistake for other players in his situation to do because i think if you're not going to play you're not going to be the guy and you have an opportunity to go be the guy somewhere else 
I think you should take that Wisconsin. And I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like that. I, I just didn't like that narrative that that came out of that. Uh, yeah. That he he proved some sort of grit or toughness uh, by sticking it out, quote unquote. Uh, and I just want to get your thought on that. Yeah. All right. So the playoffs are set, Marlo, uh, and we have. Uh, hold on, hold on. Oh, we got to run through the other. We got to run through the other conference games. Quick. Oh, all right. Big Twelve. You, did o- you watch those? Okay. Oklahoma, I watched Texas Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Te- okay. Texas Oklahoma was better than expected. I thought like, Oklahoma was going to run away with it. Like all big games, Marlo, it was at eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was. It was so early. Um, so I didn't know it was a big game because it was so early. Um, but uh, yeah, Oklahoma wins. Yeah, Texas. They did. Yeah, and we'll get to how that was a big win in there. ACC was a yawner. Clemson. It was in crappy weather, but Clemson still, you know, did what they mm-hmm. did against Pittsburgh. Just ran over the Pac-10, which was the most. Unneeded, should we say? So, which is worse? Concert championship. Eleven o'clock a.m. game. Oh, or Friday night game. Friday. Yeah, I've always wondered, and it's probably they like Fox wants to put it on like the the Friday night championship game. Uh, no, well, that's. You, I think that's worse because at least Saturday you, you're settling in. It's football. You're settling in like Friday yeah. night. No, like for a championship game. Like I think like Friday night. Friday night games are made for like the Mac, like then that's a big time yeah, Mac yep. game, you know. But for a pack, for, Mac, for a Pac twelve championship, shout out Northern Illinois though beating Buffalo. He's, yeah, yeah, I did see that. Uh, but so here's here's the question though: What do you do? So you're Pac twelve, right? You're yeah. essentially the odd man out on this, right? Because you have you have the SEC game and mid and afternoon. You're not going to go up against that, right? Night mm-hmm. AC night. You have ACCN, ABC. Fox has Big Ten. Yep. Big 12 has already kind of bit the bullet and gone earlier. When do you go if you're the Pac-12? So I guess, you try yeah. to go Friday? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you do. You can't do the 11 o'clock because it's like 9 a.m. no matter where you are. Yeah, yeah, out, out there, yeah. So you yeah. try to go against up against the SEC championship game. You try and do another night game. I don't know. It's weird. They should just do a, a Pac-12 after dark and do like a, a late game. That'd I actually think that'd be better. Yeah, do, that'd be yeah. fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Like they Start, do starts at, yeah, it starts at 10 o'clock Dude. our time. Yeah, we should be for sure. Yeah, Fox would sign. Fox would sign up for that for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. Gus All Johnson right. had taken over the West Coast. Good point. Yeah, get Gus Johnson. Fly him over there. <laughs> Bullet plane. I don't know. Yeah. Can probably get there fast enough. He could just do it remotely. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take All Gus right. Johnson. Anyway. We, we figured it out. We solved it. You're we welcome. Solved, pa- solved the Pac-12's woe. Yeah, you're Pac-12's welcome, welcome Pac-12. Um, All right. And then, of course, the American with guess who? UCF. Yeah. Another win. Comeback win against Memphis. 25 in a row. Yeah. Real national. I, yeah. I'm just glad they get to make their shirts again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Undefeated <laughs> champion. Undefeated. Repeat, repeat national championship. Yeah. Um, I think this was extremely impressive. Yeah. Uh, to do this, to they came back in the game. They were down... Uh, pretty significantly late in later in the game in the in the fourth quarter I think it was yep um, backup quarterback backup quarterback to do that with the backup quarterback to beat uh, Memphis uh, who's a good football team I mean they're obviously not a, a power conference type team but to do this with the backup quarterback it it is quite an accomplishment and as we'll talk about in a little bit I'm sure uh, I would have loved to see a some sort of scenario in which they could have been in the college football playoff. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll write him for it, and we can get into, you know, the selection of the college football playoff here. But, um, yeah, I mean, what I know, I know it's a schedule thing, but what more, what more can you do, man? <laughs> what more yeah. can you do? So, I mean, it's, congrats to them. Yeah, it's just uh, there's so many seats at the table, and yep, non Power Five and Notre Dame. Uh, teams aren't welcome. I mean, that's just yeah. how just it is right it is. now. Just how it um, is. And it's is it's not fair, but that's how it is. Yep. All, All right. right, so after those are over. Yep. Playoffs, uh, they announced them today. I missed the unveiling. I just saw uh, what you it was. You know why? Because it's so early. <laughs> yeah. I was getting ready for like NFL football. I was in that mindset, and then I got a text like, what do you think about the football playoffs? I'm like, they announced it? I <laughs> So well done yep. with their grand reveal, and uh, as uh, Denny Green would say, uh, they are who we thought they were. Yep, exactly. Alabama one, Clemson two, Notre Dame three, Oklahoma at four, with Ohio State and and Georgia the last yep. two out, yep. as they would say. Uh, do you think they got it right? Uh, I mean. So, I don't. That's the thing. Define right. So I feel like I I understand there's a committee and there now. This to me is where it gets strange, right? They put together this thing. They paid the debtor yeah. committee and they had like certain guidelines so there wouldn't be like questions towards the end of the year, right? Okay. Be- because we had this, but I feel like it's a moving target because, I mean, we you do have three. I mean, Notre Dame's undefeated, right? Yeah, yeah Oklahoma, who's a who's Oklahoma's a. One loss champion, Ohio State's yep. one loss champion. Yep, uh, the Pac-12, whatever. Get out of here. Yeah, um, and then <laughs> you have Georgia. Georgia, yeah, they were two losses, right? Right. Yep, two yeah, losses. Georgia's two losses. So, I mean, I guess they got the right ones in, but when they say that, like, uh, you know, they can't overlook a Purdue, like uh, Ohio State losing to Purdue, mm-hmm. and then. But I feel like last year was about was, or maybe the two years ago was all about getting the best teams in. So I feel like they always make it to the narrative to where they want it, right? And that's right. fine. I get it. It's their their TV contracts. But just say mm-hmm. that. <laughs> like, say yeah. these are the teams we want in. And, uh, you no, know, let's go a, for it. Yeah, it's you a know TV show. We want, it. we want the most entertaining right. yeah, teams exactly. in. Because uh, yeah. Ohio State, I would, I mean, Ohio State, as a team, they're pretty freaking good. Yep. And, you know, I think Ohio State could take a Notre Dame, I think I think it'd be fun to watch him against Oklahoma, even though that you know that would never happen in this scenario. But you know, I don't want to see him against Alabama because they'll just get whatever. But you know what I mean? Right. Like, right? I would say I was. I think if you swapped out Notre Dame for Ohio State, I've, I, as you know, if you said the best teams, I would right. have no problem with that because I think Ohio State's right there. No, uh, yeah, for sure. I think, I think they got it right. I think this is the if you have to pick four, this is who you'd pick. I think that. The way in which Ohio State lost to Purdue is the worst loss of any one of the two, I guess, one-loss teams. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I think that an 18 playoff is the obvious answer and would solve all of these issues. But uh, <laughs> we're we're here now with uh, yep. Yep. so the eight the eight uh, playoff team. By the way, is the five conference champions, three at large. One of those being the. Um, UCFs of the world, if they're ranked the Golden Knights, X yep. amount high, it's kind of the 
yep. uh, BCS type of rule, but for yeah. uh, the playoff, it's very uh, achievable. But whatever, we're here. Um, I'm okay with the Ohio getting left off. I am excited to see the Ohio State fans just oh, complain yeah. endlessly about this. Uh, that's at least some consolation to them winning the Big Ten championship again. Um, I had an interesting uh, point. You know, Ohio State's oh. Ohio State has been. The t- only time they've been to the playoff. Oh no, they were big. They were a Big Ten championship. Never mind. They were, they made it to the playoff one time without being a Big Ten champion, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was just one time. Okay. Yeah. Continue. All right. Uh, so I did interesting comment. Uh, that was was asked me uh, or told to me, I guess, and I'm stealing it. So, yeah. Um, do you think Notre Dame should have to join a conference to be considered in the playoffs? Because it's a <sighs> distinct advantage not to have a championship game. Yeah, and I heard. Yeah, I heard. TV heads talking about this, the 13th data point, but it shouldn't matter because they had a good schedule and they won and blah, blah, blah. Did they have a good schedule? I don't know. Like, what was their win? They had a good win against Michigan. You call they that beat Michigan. Win. They beat Michigan. Ohio State crushed Michigan. Yeah. And I don't know. What was their other, what's their other good wins? Like, they kind of, they kept, they're, everyone they're keeps ranked? telling me that Syracuse was a good win. I don't believe Syracuse is a good win. It was just a win. Their ranked wins are against Northwestern, Syracuse, and um, Michigan. Yeah. So, exactly. And then, so, I right, I, I want I want nothing more than Notre Dame to have to join a conference, and this would have been the awesome year to like put that in there to leave them out and be like, well, you don't have a conference win, right? But there wasn't. There's was only one other undefeated, and I think that for that right. to happen, it's gonna have to be one of those magical seasons where there's like three undefeated teams, one of them being Notre Dame, and then you know, and then that other one lost team was like two. You know what I mean? Where Notre Dame is left out at being undefeated, and they have to look themselves in the mirror and be like, "Are we going to do this? Are we really going to do this?" So, but yeah, I don't think. I mean, you know, it's up to them. I, I, I feel like there should be the other team should get more credit, yeah, for winning the conference than Notre Dame is getting just for going undefeated. Yeah, I. I agree. Uh, I think if it was a tie in, like if Notre Dame was one loss and Ohio State was one loss, I think you would see Ohio State get in, o- in over them. Um, I was correct on the, the three teams that Notre Dame beat ranked. Uh, their other quote-unquote tough games, their rivalry games, like a Stanford-USC, Florida State were down. Those, yep. all, all those teams were down this year. Um, it's just not... It's not as impressive as one would think, um, and I guess that's my anti Notre Dame bias, maybe. Yeah, sneaking in a little bit there, but uh, I, I thought it was an interesting thought, um, and I, I guess I didn't realize talking heads were talking about it. Um, <laughs> it maybe that's why it, it got on my radar, but uh, it seems I don't know. Did not have that conference championship game because that's kind of like a a semi playoff game, right? right. Unless you, unless you're an SEC team, it essentially is a playoff game. Right, yeah, it's, I don't, know. yeah, yeah. I still don't get why. I, I still don't. I've never understood in the BCS era or this playoff era, like why Notre Dame gets this special treatment. That's yeah. that, and that's about mine. So, are you? Are any of these matchups extremely intriguing to you? Or you just want? Are you just want to get to the end and see the rematch, Alabama Clemson again? I to show my Notre Dame and anti-Notre Dame bias. I really want Notre Dame to play Alabama and just get <laughs> shellacked because uh, I think they would. Um, I think they're going to get slack against Clemson. They might. They might. I, I mean, I will be... I think Oklahoma-Alabama has a chance to be really interesting because mm-hmm. of Oklahoma's firepower. 
and I think Alabama let up a lot more points than I thought they would against uh, Georgia in, yep. in the championship game there. Uh, so I think that has an opportunity to be a very entertaining game. I still expect Alabama to win. Uh, I honestly don't know what to expect out of Clemson and Notre Dame um, as far as uh, my excitement for it. I just, I'm going to watch it. It's going to be, it'll probably be entertaining, but like yeah. I don't really have any expectation uh, because I don't think I don't recall watching either of these two teams play a really good game. So it's yeah. We, I I feel like I always catch Clemson when they're playing like beating the crap out of well they always struggle against Syracuse but like beating the crap out of like Pitt like they did in the uh, championship game or like some other ACC team that's garbage and they're just crushing them and it's like yeah. why is this on ACC <laughs> on eleven o'clock like isn't there a better game. <laughs> That's the experience I have with Clemson, which I gotcha. guess means they're a good team, right? Right, they're crushing right. teams, yeah. but it's like, oh, you're beating Boston College. Congratulations. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, I think, well, I think that'll be the most, I have a hard time thinking Oklahoma, Alabama is going to be compelling. I know Oklahoma has has a great offense, but I feel like we've seen this story before where the great offense meets meets yeah. Alabama and somehow it doesn't work. Yeah. A uh, week ago, I would have said that, but yeah, I mean, they give up. With twenty eight to Georgia, I mean, yeah, Georgia has a pretty good offense too, but uh, that gave me a little bit of hope of it being more competitive than I uh, had expected. Gotcha. All right, yeah. So Notre, um, uh, yeah. So I think the I think they're going to be. I'm hoping for two good matchups, and, and me in saying that, I just feel like it's going to be just two blowouts in the beginning. So, but I think it will be an, a rematch of Alabama Clemson. Yeah, great. I'll wait to call it. I'll wait to call it. I'll keep you hanging. Would uh. I guess I'm glad. The worst would have been if it was Alabama Georgia again in the championship game, and then oh, Georgia God. is up for whatever, however many minutes they were up the past <laughs> two games, and yeah. or tied, Jesus. and then yeah. not win again. I mean, it's that brutal for hurt. Georgia, but yeah. Uh, I guess they're the other one we didn't mention them that could have or could not have gotten in, and uh, at I think ten and two with two losses now. Uh, w- uh, granted, against LSU and Alabama, which would be the two best losses if you were to have two losses yep. um, out there. I just it was a de facto playoff game with Alabama. You can't lose that game, and then I think in general you can't lose it. I know this isn't the rule, but it's my rule. If you it's lose a champ- <laughs> if you lose a championship game, you can't be in the playoffs. It's a de facto playoff game. It should be. That's how it uh, should be viewed. Well, that was rooting for Georgia for this reason because people were saying that there were some people saying that if Georgia won, Alabama still might get in, and then that's when that's when all hell would have broke loose. Yeah, but didn't happen. So well, I mean, we don't then, just, then we just had two SEC teams. That's and it's how it's just so frustrating. Like how I they they view the championship games as if they're just another game. Like if you would have lost to uh, if. Georgia would have lost to Alabama in September. That's not how it works. It's the championship game. It's it's more significant than the other games. It should be viewed that way, and losing that game should be viewed that way. Um, but then Notre Dame doesn't have one, so then it's like, well, who, who flipping yeah, cares? Who cares? Yeah. All right. God, why aren't we on the committee? We need to be on the committee. We got to find out how to get in there. Where do we submit our resumes? Uh, to kind of Lisa Rice, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll find her in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Living around there. All right, that's like I said. That's pretty much all I know about the committee. Conway yeah. Rice was on it. <laughs> Rice was on it one time. So it was Barry, Barry Alvarez, and yep. then other than that, who knows? They're 
bunch of dudes in a <laughs> in a conference smoke filled room. room figuring it out. <laughs> Probably have spreadsheets and things. I don't know. All right, on to basketball, Marlo. We talked enough about uh, football playoffs. I'm excited for it, uh, but. Basketball's here. Uh, we talked a little bit about earlier. Big Ten ACC Challenge happened. Yep. Or did it? Because they tied. Uh, so tied. did it really happen? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing was determined. We just have. <laughs> we just have a tie. Uh, no. No conference is better. No conference yeah. is worse. So there it is. All we the buildup. Did you? Yeah. St- did you stay up for the last game to see who would win? If there. If there would be. I. I did because it was. <laughs> so stupid. Because uh, Purdue had it. They Purdue had the game. They had the ball up two. They had the ball up. And they inbounded the ball. And then the guy just held it like he I, and then they just came over and grabbed the ball and tied him up. <laughs> and then it was possession arrow Florida State. Like I don't know what he was doing. He just <laughs> held on to the ball. And then they uh so then uh Florida State made a basket and uh took the lead and then they must have been up one because then Florida State had the lead. And then they went, ran the worst like inbounds play and it got stolen. It was terrible. And then they blew it. So good job, pretty. Way to blow the Big Ten ACC challenge. Where does, uh, where does the trophy go when it ties? It just stays in the middle it, somewhere? It fizzles. It okay. Fizzles. So, yeah, I don't know. Right. Um, is there a trophy? No, I don't think that. Well, I don't think so. Where would it go? Should, I don't know. I don't know. There's probably like a gentleman's bet between the There's like the commissioner's offices and things. There can be things. It's like. I don't know. It's made up by ESPN. Should, like, why would there be? Yeah. It should be a slab of bacon. All trophies should just be slabs of bacon. Yeah. In, in uh, de- so yeah, when in doubt, it's a slab of bacon. Just make it a slab of bacon. <laughs> uh, send in your suggestions of what. Uh, listener, send in suggestions of what the Big Ten ACC trophy should be. Uh, the trophy to beat is slab of bacon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> other takeaway, Michigan's good. Uh, Michigan they is certified North Carolina. Good. Um, you have what else? What else happened in the Big Ten, Marlo? Or the this challenge? Uh, well, things we learned. I think Rutgers is for real. Rutgers had a surprising win. Uh, they've actually yeah, they they've seem- been surprising throughout. But this, yeah, it's kind of you know opened my eyes with the challenge. The first time I kind of saw them. So looks like Rutgers might be a player this year. Yeah, it's, it seems like since they joined the Big Ten in both basketball and football, they've just been there non entities essentially. <laughs> they just yeah. been wins. Uh, although I remember uh, us, although Wisconsin tends to struggle at Rutgers, yeah. But um, well, we lost, but over the perfect perfect storm, yeah. But overall, I, competitively, they haven't been much. But it looks like they do have an actual basketball program now, so that's uh, I guess encouraging for them. Uh, Michigan State is not. Are they good? Are are we sure they're good? Yeah, I don't know. I. Well, it seems like well they lose to a Louisville team that is you know has just gone through whatever they've gone through. Um, it's not really that great of a team, but Michigan State, you know, I guess it's, I guess this happens every year where they're not good in the beginning, and then it becomes Enzo time until until it's not, until they're not doing good in March, and then it's not Enzo time. But that's up for debate. So yeah, it yeah it's the same story. Is are is they good in the early season? Yeah, they, that's true. They do tend to get these kind of big early season matchups. I don't know if you want to call this a Louisville one, a uh, big matchup. But they haven't done well in those in recent years, and then they wax the Big Ten <laughs> in conference play. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we'll see. I think their team, it doesn't totally make sense to me. Like, they still have Nick Ward there. 
Um, and I don't know how he really fits into what they're doing. I mean, he's a good low post player, but you know, it, it feels like when he's in there, the team is off. It's very strange, and I don't. I, this is, I guess, what they have to figure out uh, throughout the year. It'll be it'll be interesting. But um, yeah. yeah, other 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 takeaways. Duke's good. Duke crushed yeah, Indiana. Weeks Duke is, Duke is we good. Does, does Indiana have to worry because they're supposed to be good? But Duke is supposed to be really good. I don't know. How good is Indiana supposed to be? Uh, they'll be fine. They'll be okay. They'll be but they're not. They might. They should make the tournament, right? But they sh- they're not. Shouldn't compete with the Dukes of the world. Uh, I don't think. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I think it, it was the with Michigan beating North Carolina. I think it was our challenge to win, and we fumbled away a couple of the non marquee games uh, to to prevent us from winning it. Um, speaking of non marquee games, yep. Minnesota played Oklahoma State. <laughs> yep. In it unrelated, just a, a non conference game and they played at US Bank Stadium, the the right. Vikings new stadium. Yeah. Why do they do this? First of all, I hate when they play in football stadiums. Yeah. I get it. I get why they do it in the final fours so they can sell more right. tickets at student Brown, but I don't like it. I think it's something silly. That they call market demand for the tickets. Right. Yeah. But just to do some random like regular season game in this huge football stadium. I think I think the same thing happened to you, you know. I think we did the same thing because it was right after the Badgers game. Yeah. And it goes over to Minnesota. Okay, and we're going to take you to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And it's like, what is going on? Because anytime they play those games, they have a weird camera angle because yep. the floor is raised. And it's like, what am I watching? And you realize that they're inside the stadium. It's like, why are they doing this in this, in this just random time? Yeah. It was so confusing. I don't understand. I Yeah, I still don't have an answer granted i didn't really look for an answer and nobody has reached out to me to answer the question of why it happened uh but it seems like a i get why like hey we could sell more tickets here it would be a thing to have it here but like people from oklahoma state aren't coming up this isn't a marquee matchup it's not like it's you know, hey, let's get Duke and Gonzaga together to play. And they did that. That was in Maui in like a 5,000 person <laughs> gym. And that was empty. Like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like you said, I get it for where there's demand and you can sell out a whole football stadium for a Final Four type thing. I don't like it then. But yeah. to do it for a, a non-conference game between two middling com- you know, Power 5 conference teams. Right. It just seemed it just seemed so weird. Yeah, um, I didn't stick around. Did they do any? I didn't stick around. Did they do any like uh, stadium shots of fan shots? Yeah, and was that place not that, full? Not that I saw. Uh, I was yeah. kind of switching back and forth. So yeah. uh, maybe when they would have done that, I would have uh, missed it. But it'd be interesting. We should, you know, maybe to prepare for the podcast, we could look up to see if <laughs> I should have looked it up. <laughs> stadium the capacity. Was, uh, yeah, but I, I would imagine that it, that it was empty and it. Just it seems so weird. So, um, yeah, don't do that again, Minnesota. What the hell? Yeah, don't do that, Minnesota. Don't do that. Seriously. Yeah. All right. That's all. all. Right. That's all we have there. Uh, soccer things, Marlo. Uh, Liverpool won in the 97th minute today over their cross town rival Everton. So that was very exciting for me. Uh, earlier earlier in the day, they uh, attempt to keep pace with Man City in the Premier League, uh, in the Champions League. Uh, they are 
have one game remaining. Uh, all of the all of the teams, not just Liverpool, have one game remaining. Uh, Eleven of the sixteen teams to advance the knockout stage have been decided. Um, and for my rooting interest, Liverpool has not yet decided. They have to beat Napoli uh, in the next round uh, of the competition to advance. So I am I'm rooting for that. Uh, all the big teams that you would expect, Marlo, um, your Barcelona's, uh, your your Real Madrid's, you know, all those names that you know so well, Bayern Munich's, those teams have advanced. So um, it's shaping up uh, chalk, so to speak, uh, in in the uh, Champions League. Also, right. oh, I had one more one more Uh-oh. thing. No, I don't. I'm done. All right. That's it. That's all I have, Marlo. Anything else from you? Uh, no, I think uh, I think I'm good. Um, we talked. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> talked a lot. Talked it out. I think I you feel a little better. Out. Feel a little better about. I'm so know. detached at this point. I'm honestly just <laughs> whatever. When when is uh, when do pitchers and catchers report? No, I don't know. Oh man, <laughs> that's deep. That's deep. That's that's the ultimate. Like I've moved on from all these other sports. Uh, no, it's, uh, no, that's fine. It was fine. All right. Well, that's all I got. Uh, Casey, you got any last words? Uh, as always like follow subscribe at prof badger fan at, uh, Marlo jr. On the Twitters. Um, check out our website, Marlo. We have a website, 132breeze.com. I'm going to try and get you that picture to uh, upload on there of the sad gingerbread man. Uh, it's pretty funny um, yeah other than that uh, thank you everyone for all that you do to uh, support the pod and as always I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports yeah.